Well, good day, everybody. This is E. Marcel Pertu. Welcome to another edition of the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. We're going to preview the big matchup tomorrow on October 29th. We're recording October 29th. The matchup takes place October 30th between Georgia State and Georgia Southern on the gridiron. Before we get to that, as always, you can follow everything that we do on the mothership at thesportsinquirer.net. You can also go to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages on social media under Sports Inquirer. That's a great way to keep track of everything that we have going on. And you actually are going to listen to the audio version of our interview with Georgia State offensive lineman Malik Sumter. But if you want to see the video, you can go to our platforms on social media to get a link to those or go to the site directly. And then finally, you can subscribe to us on our audio and video hosts such as YouTube. SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. You do a search under those for the Sports Inquirer, and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. So, yeah, we're going to preview tomorrow's contest between the state not Southern or versus Southern not state, the big rivalry between those two teams. Yeah, we're going to highlight the Georgia Southern or Georgia State part of things in the, the rivalry going into it. Yeah, so Georgia State is coming off of a 28-16 home victory over Texas State in Sunbelt play last weekend. Darren Granger had 200 passing yards and two TDs while also rushing for a career-high 91 yards in the victory. And the rushing attack for Georgia State comes in very hot. Between Granger, Tucker Gregg, he had 115 yards in the victory on the ground. And uh, Jemias Williams, or Jam Williams, he had a career-high 77 rushing yards and two TDs in that contest against Texas State. The Panthers compiled 298 rushing yards in the contest. The Panthers currently are 17th in the FBS in rushing, averaging more than 219 yards a contest. Here is head coach of the Panthers, Sean Elliott, on the rushing attack and why it's been successful the past few contests and really throughout the entire season. You know, I, I think it's just uh, becoming a little bit more consistent in what we're doing. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of change in what we do. Uh, we have some variations to whether we want to put a quarterback on the perimeter or, or you know, a lot of things open up because of those slip screens that we have on the edges out there to our wide receivers. You know, when the safety start playing out of the middle, it makes for the longer runs. And, and so we're generating some more explosive runs. You know, early on, we were generating the five, six, and seven-yard runs. Uh, but those generated now are, are more 20 and 30 and then, then busting the long ones. So, uh, you know, we're doing a good job. When you can catch the ball in the perimeter and be a, a force out there as well, blocking and, and catching and running, then it opens up that running game. You know, a big part of that rushing success also comes down to third down conversions. The Panthers converted eight out of 15 attempts in that Texas State victory and rank among the top half in the Sunbelt Conference in conversion rate. I asked Coach Elliott directly about that third down conversion success and what's been some of the reasons for that. Uh, you got to be a manageable third down distances. Uh you know, we, we very seldom knock on wood, you know, I hate to say it, but very seldom put ourselves in, in long situations with maybe penalties or false starts. And we just, we don't find ourselves behind the sticks, meaning that we're in second and tens and, and third and long scenarios. You know, we're usually in third and three, third and two, something like that. Uh, that means we're ahead of the game. And, and that gives us a little bit, 
uh, easier play call. When I say an easier play call, anytime you lean on your strengths in uh, those types of down and distances, meaning those guys up front, those backs, those tight ends, because they played so long together, then we feel pretty comfortable about getting those third down conversions. Yeah, and as Coach Elliott mentioned, they've done a very good job of not putting themselves in long third down situations, getting three to four yards on first and second down and getting in third and manageable scenarios. So they have done a very good job of that. Now, the defense has also played well for Georgia State. They allowed only one touchdown and three field goals in that Texas State contest and also had five sacks and forced two turnovers. Now, it's going to be very important against a Georgia Southern team that enters the contest tomorrow on October 30th with 229 rushing yards, a contest, which is good enough for second in the Sunbelt Conference. Here is Coach Elliott on defending the Eagles in that rushing attack. Well, I mean, you just got uh, – I mean, as far as the run game, they, they're not as, as much as they have been in the past. A lot of the triple option run game, they still have that capability. You know, they're running some counters, some power schemes, and different uh, stuff like that. We just got to play very, very well. I mean, we got to play physical. We know any time a team that runs the football is a physical football team, and that's certainly what we've got to – uh, counteract. We've got to be, become more physical than that that offensive unit trying to run football. So uh, we're we're going to battle it out this week in practice, and then we're going to hop on that bus and, and hopefully we've done the job and, and bring the mindset to go out and counterattack that uh, that run game. Yeah, and it's very important that they are able to limit the offensive opportunities for Georgia Southern. It's a very interesting series between the two teams. Georgia State holds a four to three lead. In the series, which began back in 2014, both teams have won on each other's fields over the past few years. I remember when I my covering my first contest between these two teams, it goes back to the Georgia Dome. That shows how long I've been doing this. That the Georgia Southern team actually held a whiteout at Georgia State and filled the stands pretty well in the visitors section. Uh, when that contest took place and, and merged with the victory. But it's been more back and forth since then as Georgia State has established itself as a program. Last season was a very fun contest to watch as uh, the Panthers are able to come back being down by nine points in the fourth quarter and scored 17 po- straight points to emerge with the 30-24 to 24 victory. Uh, that was a big, big part of that was Cornelius Brown, the fourth quad Brown. He had a career-high 372 passing yards in that contest, uh, in that victory. Some other guys that are coming back for another go at it in this series. Sam Pickney had a career-high 10 catches for 126 yards. Cornelius McCoy also had 100 receiving yards. He actually had 111 in that contest with five receptions, and uh, including a big 45-yard TD catch in the second quarter. Uh, so that was a big victory for Georgia State, made themselves bowl eligible and got things going in that way. But it's a very important rivalry for both teams. Coach Elliott, I'm not going to play the audio, but he's very familiar with it. Obviously, as a pl- he's familiar with Georgia Southern, I should say, as a player and an assistant coach at Appalachian State. That's a big rivalry in itself, Georgia Southern and Appalachian State. In fact, Georgia Southern considers Appalachian State probably the bigger rival of the two. Georgia State does not share that sentiment. Georgia Southern is the big rival for them. So there's a lot of that going on. You see the hashtag State Not Southern, Southern Not State. It carries over into all the sports. Uh, but football obviously gets a, a bigger profile 
uh, when it comes down to the battle between these two teams. I asked Coach Elliott about the importance of this rivalry, uh, not only for himself, uh, but for the Georgia State program. Without a doubt. It's, it's maybe the healthiest thing you can have in a schedule. A team with no rivals. Uh, I don't want to use the hate word, but that you know, the sports is about competition. You know, it's about I guess not liking the other opponent. I mean, it, you know, isn't it though? I mean, it, I, I can remember when I growing up, I mean, my rival high school was Lugolf Elgin high school and, and it just was a battle and we loved it. And those other games were battles too, but that one game came down to that last Friday night uh, in November and, and you knew it was on. And then I followed that up with a, a Carolina Clemson rivalry from being in the state of South Carolina. And you just, it, it's awesome. Um, you know, I understand they, their fan base probably doesn't consider it a rivalry for whatever reason. And I'm okay with that, but I can tell you one thing we do. Um, we're fired up to go to Statesboro. I, I love their environment. I love their passionate fan base. I love everything about going down there because I know uh, they don't like us and, uh, and they're going to do everything in their power to get that, that stadium up. And their, their players are going to be hyped and ours as well. It just makes for a really exciting contest. And it'll be very interesting to check out the contest as it goes along. We're now going to go to our exclusive interview with Georgia State offensive lineman Malik Sumter. We were able to catch up with him earlier in the week in another edition of the Fighting Peaches. And he goes over the rivalry, his time at Georgia State, and his commitment to a national fraternity and what it's meant for him and his development. So here's an interview with Malik Sumter uh, here on the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. Good day, everybody. This is E. Marceau Pertutha Sports Inquirer, and joining us today for our latest edition of Fighting Peaches is Malik Sumter, center, offensive lineman for Georgia State football. Malik, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, just ready for Saturday. You know, I had a um, good few days of practice. Um, you know, everybody locked in, ready. Um, just finalizing, you know, a little assignments, little keys like that, getting ready for Saturday. Uh, big ball game. It is a big ball game. You're facing your rival, Georgia Southern. We'll get to that in a moment. But the team is riding a high right now. Two-game winning streak, uh, much improved play. Uh, what have been some of the reasons, you think, for this winning streak over the past few uh, contests? Um, I think the uh, mistakes has been minimum. Um, if you look at the first few games, uh, we had a ton of mistakes. And just little things that, you know, held us from um, coming out with a win, um, not really finishing the games like we have in the last little bit, few last few games. And uh um, it's only up from here. You know what I'm saying? We can keep going, keep trying to play all four quarters, uh, play a perfect ball game. We know we can't be perfect, but if you strive for it, you know, get ex- excellent. So that's um, my set of the team. Yeah, and against Texas State, your last contest, the line allowed no sacks and only one tackle for loss against Texas State. Uh, what were you just able to do well out on the field to uh, limit their defense? Um, the coaches put us in the right position to be real with you. Uh, and then um, we just strain, you know, they, they challenge us, you know, the um, attack the line of scrimmage. Can we win up front? And then offensive the line, you know, to that heart. And, you know, obviously um, show them that we could. And hopefully, you know, we can keep going with that and um, build the trust uh, from here on out. Yeah, and the team has been rushing for more than 200 yards in the past few contests. What about that factor in the game? Is that what has led to success running the ball? Is it scheme? Is it execution? Uh, attitude? What's led to being able to run the ball so well? 
Uh, all, all of them. Uh, you know, you start with um, DJ at quarterback, you know, in the RPOs, you know. They want to take the running back, he can pull it, you know. We get them yards as well and vice versa. And then, you know, the running backs we got, they make our job easy. They don't need a little tiny little crease. You saw that Saturday against Texas State. Uh, it needs a little bit and they're gone. So, um, really all of it, you know, really that's it. You mentioned Darren Granger. He was inserted into the starting lineup in the middle of the season at quarterback. How do you handle that as a center and as an offensive lineman, uh, the change between uh, Cornelius Brown to to Granger? And you're the quarterback of the offensive line at center. Uh, What's that adjustment been like for you uh, moving to a different quarterback? As an O-line, we just got to go with what we can control, you know. Not worrying about who's back there doing our job and, you know, letting the rest take care of itself. I mean, I'm trusting the coach, you know, they're putting us in the best position to win. So they feel like that was it. You know, it is what it is. Like I said, controlling what we can control, you know, just worrying about our job really, you know. Yeah. Now schematically is a different voice, a different cadence, a different protection schemes, just with a different quarterback. What goes, when you change a quarterback like that, what are the differences you have to work on individually and as a line? I mean, not, it, it didn't change too much. The only thing is, like, the voice of the mm-hmm. cadence. But other than that, it's the same cadence. Just getting used to a different voice. That's, that was really it. Yeah, and you're a senior, and you I guess you've considered yourself a, a super senior. That's been the term that people have used. Uh, you came back with an extra year of eligibility due to last year being a pandemic year. What led to that decision for you to come back for another year at Georgia State? Uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a super senior. This is uh, – okay. that'll be next year. Okay. But – yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure you have options. But what, but what's what's led to the, the factor? I mean, you could have probably had some choices and things like that. Uh, but what's been like this year as a senior, uh, being with the team, being a leader, starting so many contests uh, for the team? Um, you know, the team. You know, they uh, obviously I was elected captain. You know, and that meant a lot to me. That uh, my teammates trusted me, uh, trusted me to lead or help lead the team. And you uh, know, and I take pride in that. You know, that means other people. Are looking for me to lead them. Um, so that means I have to lead them more, you know. Being a captain, your, your leadership needs to improve, you know what I'm saying, because obviously you've been chosen to be the leader of the team and people are looking for you to do those things. So it's obviously a step up um, over the years. So, I mean, it's, just, it's a big thing to me, you know. I mean, I just feel like they trust me. and I appreciate them for that. And being in that role, what have you not necessarily <clears throat> changed, but how have you approached it? Have you become more vocal? Have you uh, been try to work with the team during practice and film sessions? How do you handle that role uh, as a captain on the team? I mean, this year, um, it's just been like keeping the team, you know, head straight on um, from the non-conference. How that part went into conference and um, just keeping our head straight, you know, letting them know all our goals are still there. You know, the non-conference didn't have any impact on the goals other than, you know, obviously being undefeated. But, um, yeah, our goals are still intact, you know, just keeping the focus on that. I mean, I'm I'm vocal, but I'm not as vocal as some other other leaders, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, me, it's just more, you know, they watch how I go about things and things of that nature. Um, yeah, that's yeah, about it. Sure. And does it help that you have such a veteran group? I know you're not a super senior, uh, but there are a lot of fourth and fifth-year players on this team. Uh, does that just lead to guys kind of know what to do and they're professional about it? Because you guys have been in the program three, four to five years. Exactly. It does. I mean, you think of a program just like a, in the work, uh, the more you work with people, obviously you can be more comfortable and, and then, you know, what they like and don't like. And 
things like that. So, I mean, obviously, more repetition um, with the same group is going to be but nothing but beneficial. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's been a good thing. It's been a good thing. Yeah, and you mentioned the big game coming up this Saturday against Georgia Southern. I saw on your social media you retweeted a message um, from <laughs> defensive back Justin. I had to bring it up. You knew it was coming yeah, yeah. from Justin Birdsong saying that uh, not only will uh, Southern dominate, but they don't consider it a robbery. Uh, I know uh, smack talk or trash talk it has different effects on people, but you acknowledge it. But how do you guys handle that robbery and seeing statements like that and? staying mature and taking care of your business i mean you just laugh at like i said other than that we haven't even talked about you know we we said we had a good we could practice so far and that's all we can do is um control we control you know obviously it's gonna be that so yeah i ain't really got much to say on it (laughs) i know coach is probably prepped you not to say too much about is is there more but is there more interaction and more emotion in this contest than than others just because of the familiarity of the teams and I'm sure you you cross paths with these guys quite a bit. Does that just add a little bit more energy and juice, uh, to use another term, into this week of preparations? I mean, yeah, it's, it's of course it's bigger than the rest of them. You know, from freshmen coming in using the state not Southern hashtag, you know, um, alumni, you know, former players. It's a big game. Like it is what it is. State not Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, but yeah. also, do, but also doing my research, I see your um, your, your member fraternity Omega Phi Psi. If I'm saying that correctly, oh. hope I am. Uh, Omega Psi. Omega Psi Phi. Yes. Uh, but what led to to that? And you know, you're very active with that. What led to that uh, to membership? And uh, what does that mean to you? Having that part of your college experience. I mean, I'm a legacy. My dad he plays in uh, in 1990. You know, my brother brother is also a member. So obviously, I've just been around it. You know, the brotherhood of it. Um, especially for my brothers, uh, line brothers, and then as well as my uh, younger brother or older brother. Um, it's a big thing, you know, to keep the legacy alive. And you know, it's, it's a big thing, you know, like I said, I've been around it my whole life. Um, really, you know, how they, we, we call them uncles. Like my brothers, my dad's brothers, call you know, that's my uncles, things like, uh, like that. So, I mean, it's a big thing to keep the legacy going. I know my dad's proud, family's proud, you know, everybody's. You know, talking to I know I know you're proud, you know your son, you know, is a part of it now, this and like that. So it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I see you have you have some big gatherings in Atlanta. But what about that community of having your fraternity brothers and not only within Atlanta but nationally? What's that connection like for you of uh, being involved in that? Yeah, I mean, you spoke on Atlanta, like it's every day I see somebody, whether that's a, in the car or in the store, I see one of my fraternity brothers, you know, like I said, it's, it's definitely connection, like you know, what, you know, first thing, you know, how, how, how's the family doing? Everything like that. You know, what's your plans in life? Things like that. And you say it's the connection there. Every day I see one of um, fraternity brothers. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on that commitment. And I thank you for speaking with us today. And good luck against Georgia Southern. For sure. Appreciate it. And that concludes this edition of the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. We thank Malik for joining us and uh, being a part of the program. As always, follow everything that we do. Go to the sportsinquire.net. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the Sports Inquire. And finally, subscribe to us on our audio and video hosts such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.